Well, I guess if we are going to talk about the subjects of taking care of a sick parent and a young family and a business all at the same time, then we should probably talk about it with somebody who's going to approach it with a whole lot of motivation and the right kind of attitude. And that person is a fitness trainer. You all are going to love Sarah Gardner. She brings her wisdom from fitness coaching to her real life trials of taking care of her dad after a massive stroke all while caring for three babies in 18 months and launching a business. She shares how setting her priorities and her boundaries daily has enabled her to keep first things first, her family. If you've ever dreaded talking about the subject of taking care of a sick parent, listen to Sarah and let your perspective shift. She lives in Indianapolis with her husband of eight years, her twin five-year-old daughters, and her three-year-old son. She is the owner of Stronger with Sarah LLC, which is an in-person and online health and fitness business that empowers women through faith and fitness. I am proud to call Sarah my personal fitness coach because I am a member of her online program and also a dear friend. I think that you will just really enjoy this episode. So come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted. Turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project. Maybe don't look at the sink and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now, my mom, who gets sick every time she gets on a roller coaster or a swing in our backyard, Jennifer Zumbiel. This Together for Family dinner review is from Heather, family of six. She says, this little family game is a brilliant idea. Our four kiddos age range from eight to two years old, and they love it. It allows us to have conversations that keep everyone engaged and seated during mealtime. We even used it on a family vacation with cousins. Every family should own this game. Thank you for that, Heather. And of course, we agree, but not just because it's our product, because we know what this does for families. These are conversations that start way more than just conversation. What if you had a tool right there sitting on your table that made everyone speak the kindest compliments and hear about the greatest moments that their little hearts want to share 
but they don't always get to. This is such a natural and unintimidating way. Order yours at the end of this episode at togethermoments.com and we will ship it right to you. If you want to try a sample, go to togethermoments.com slash free. If you have tried Together and you love it or you have heard this podcast, please leave a review. Go to Facebook, leave it there, send me a quick direct message. And if you are on iTunes, you can scroll to the bottom of the Families That Stick Together page, hit that five-star rating. It takes just half a second and if you want to leave a written review you can but every review helps other families like you to grow stronger and build up our communities hey sarah thanks for being on the podcast today you are welcome i'm super excited all right let's chat about our connection first so i think the first thing i need to say to you is thank you for skipping your oldest children, which happen to be <laughs> twin daughters, third birthday to come meet me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think that was the best thing that came out of our, what was it? The spring business boutique event there in Louisville. Was that where that was? It was in Louisville. Yes. Yeah. So for our listeners, Sarah did not actually come to this event to meet me. <laughs> she had no clue who I was, but we both signed up for Christy Wright's business boutique one day training in Louisville. I was on a break and we came back in for the next session and I saw your cute little self sitting there <laughs> and I thought, well, there's nobody else to sit around. She looks like she's by herself. I think I could be friends with her. I'm going to go sit down. <laughs> so I did and we hit it off. I loved your business, which is all about fitness. And we talked and we exchanged numbers and it's been an instant friendship. Yeah, exactly. I think one of my first images, I always think of you at that event. We were, and or they had, you know, the signs and the pictures and we were both by ourselves and we were just kind of like trying to figure out how are we going to get a picture of ourselves. And you had your original together game. And I said, you know, what do you do? Or, you know, and you were showing it to me and it was before, what was it maybe a week or so before it launched? And it was, yeah. Yeah. I just remember, I was like, Are, I don't, you made a product? Like what even is this? This is so cool. So I just remember just being in awe of that. And um, then obviously hearing about you had a family, four children and all of that. And so, yeah, I think we connected on many levels um, uh. that day. Mm -hmm. That's very, very yep. cool. And you missed your daughter's third birthday, which I thought, wow, this girl's dedicated to her business. I, I need to did. know her. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was such a hard decision. And I wanted to make sure that I was continuing to invest in myself, obviously, and my children. I am a good mother, I promise. I just knew that they are three. <laughs> they are going to have the best day with their aunt and we're going to celebrate when I get back. And so it was, it was great. I was glad I went and uh, I was glad to meet you. Well, I think everything happens for a reason. We both needed to be there that day. Mm -hmm. Well, Sarah, I invited you to be on Families That Stick Together because I wanted to cover a topic that I think a lot of us dread thinking about as we get older. Mm -hmm. That is helping our parents as they age and have health problems. Now, for our listeners, I want them to know a little bit about who you are first before we jump to that topic, because I think that it always helps with understanding why someone may approach a situation the way that they do. I mentioned in our intro that you have 
your online and in-person fitness business. And I have personally worked out with you <laughs> through your online program for quite a while now. And here's what I love about you, Sarah. You are so real. You're always positive. There's no gimmicks with you. <laughs> your kids are in your videos. You're always giving us great motivational tips. You make everything so real. I mean, 30-minute workouts. That's what got me hooked. <laughs> so tell me, what would you say are the top habits or factors that keep you motivated to keep showing up with so much energy each and every day for your clients and your family and yourself? Because I know that requires a whole lot of really great self-talk and with twin five-year-olds and a three-year-old. Yeah. It's a lot. So tell me what do you think those habits or factors would be for you? Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it all, like you said, comes down to habits. I am a huge ritual, you know, habit type of person where I know going into the night and I haven't always been this way. I think having twins caused me to be on a schedule because I was never that way before. My husband will laugh when he hears this because I'm not the detail-oriented person ever, but having twins forced me to be on that regimen and routine and feedings and nights and all of that. And so I think I've learned in my mothering years, my whole five years of experience that just having those habits that I know put me and just kind of set me up for success for not only just the day, but the week, the month, the year, because it just is going to fly by. The time flies by. And so if we're not intentional with how we start our morning, when we start our morning, all of that, I think that we can easily just get swept away because if with three little humans needing my attention, plus a dog, plus a husband, plus a business, if I don't know specifically where are my priorities at? Like we've just briefly talked about my dad um, is a huge priority, my marriage, my children. And so I have to know that I only have this much time in my day. And so where am I spending that time? How much is going to the business, kids, myself, you know, all of that. And so that I can be wherever I'm at then, I feel like I'm really able to focus on the kids when I'm with the kids or my dad when I'm with him, because I know that everything else is going to work itself out. Just having a schedule, having a plan has been huge. I often will sit there and work out with you and I'm like, gosh, I should have gone into the fitness business because <laughs> then I would have been working out all day and, and I would have checked that off my list and it would have been good right. for everybody. So right. I have a question for you because yeah. you were talking about being intentional in your morning habits. Would you say your morning routine, like you do not stray from that? Is that something that you are 100% committed to? And if so, how do you do that and maintain that? Because yeah. For our families, our schedule's changing, the busyness, it gets shaken all the time and things can come in and pop up. So I want to know, how do you stay committed to that? One of the things that I just started, I would say maybe two months ago, is I purchased the Priority Planner from Target. It's amazing. So that has been key because at the beginning of each week, it prompts you to ask yourself, what are the priorities in your life. What are the three big things that you're going to do this week? And I like this. It's not what your to-do list this week. It's what are your results that you're going after this week? And so I think it really helps cut through the clutter of, okay, where do I need to spend my time? I need to make sure that I'm moving uh, forward in my business and 
I'm being a good mama to these babies and we're enjoying the summer and, you know, I'm able to visit with my dad. And so all of that, I feel like to say that each week I tweak my routine and I even tweak it each day because just depending on when my workout is, what I, when I'm teaching, my morning routine looks different. And so I, I literally have to write it down to the minute. When am I getting up? When am I going to bed? What time am I doing what thing? Forcing yourself to put the first things first. And for me, that's getting up before the family and making sure that I have a little caffeine and water in my system before I open my Bible and my devotion. And I dig into that before anything can interrupt me so that I know that that is the most important thing in my day. And that is starting off in the word. And so I just make sure that that is the first thing. Instead of doing a to-do list, you do what are the results for the week and where do you want to be? And I think with you juggling so much in a business and being a good mom and a good wife and taking care of your dad, that you have so much dedication to what the results are going to be and it shows. And I, I think it shines through and it goes through to the next thing I want to ask you, which is going to set up our whole topic for today. You made a post a few weeks ago and you said, if you're struggling with motivation in any area of your life, you need a deeper why. That post really spoke to me for a whole lot of reasons because it was a post about you training for a marathon and thinking of your dad the whole time and what he's going through. I just want you to talk about that and, and why you felt compelled to share that post. And I want you to introduce our topic for today about watching our parents age and you needing to be there for your dad. I don't even know when I first heard this, but as a trainer, that's my background is in fitness and coming out of college. That's what I did. I was a one-on-one -on -one personal trainer in a gym, just like you've probably seen and heard. And so I would ask people, what is your goal? Most people are going to give you a surface answer because they don't know me. I don't know them. Truly your why for anything, whether it's losing weight, achieving a goal of any kind, starting a business, it needs to be so deep that if your why doesn't make you cry, it's not truly going to get you to where you want to go. And I thought that that was so true because when you really think about anything, right? If you think deep down, in your heart, I've had people sit on the couch next to me and I'd say, why do you want to lose this weight? And it got deep. It's like the first layer, the second layer, and really building that relationship and building that trust before they would sometimes truly tell me why it is they wanted to lose this weight. It's never about the weight. Usually just like my marathon, it's not really about the marathon that's my goal right now, but it's why. I set that goal Gosh, probably a year, about a year ago, I had this wild dream. I've never had a dream to run a marathon. That's never been a thought in my mind, but I've watched my dad. And so the backstory on my dad is three years ago on Easter Sunday, we all woke up, had all this, you know, Easter eggs out and all of that. I had at the time a five month old son, which is Charlie and my girls were two. So we woke up that Sunday, just like a typical Easter Sunday, started to do the Easter egg events, um, had several missed calls, text messages, call me, you know, I knew immediately something was wrong. Come to find out my dad had had a massive brainstem stroke early on that Sunday morning. So through the whole discovering of what that even meant, he was in a coma for several days as they were just trying to run tests and understand and ICU for several, several days. So I would strap Charlie on me and we would go up to the hospital 
And luckily at that time, I had not yet started my business. So I was able to have the flexibility to be there night and day with my dad. And so I would take Charlie, I would drop the girls off at preschool and off we went to the hospital for weeks that turned into months as they figured out his brainstem stroke was so severe that he went from your typical UPS man. He was a delivery driver. So imagine the guy who brings you all your Amazon packages in an instant, not being able to walk, talk, speak, eat, get in and out of a bed, do anything for himself because of the severity of his stroke. So it just caused a massive shift in priorities in my life. I was already tending to three small children, but then I added, obviously, as you would, caring for your dad. Unfortunately, where we're at now, three years down the road, we've seen progress from my dad. Um, he is still in a wheelchair. He's not able to walk on his own. He is able to eat, which is awesome. He was, he's been on a feeding tube for years, and he's now off his feeding tube, able to do some soft some soft foods, but where he's at now with his care is 24 seven care. So he's in an assisted living nursing home facility. Again, unfortunately due to COVID, we have not been able to be in that facility for four months. And so he's been isolated and it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge for everyone through this time, but seeing him through a window for four months has been, been challenging for sure. Oh, you just, inspire me so much, Sarah. I've, when I first met you, all I knew you on was the basis of business. And then you opened up with me later as we became friends. And then I'd see your posts and you're an open book about your dad in your social media posts. And it's, it's just so inspiring because you, you just said, if your why doesn't make you cry, then maybe you need to reevaluate it. And I can just see where that you really do place your priorities in the right place and you spend so much time making sure your children know their grandpa and you know what if he doesn't walk that is perfectly fine we're gonna make his wheelchair an awesome toy (laughs) that's right tell us real quick about your marathon then so your post that I was referring to was talking about how you can go through hard things Mm -hmm. because you watch him do it I'm training for this marathon and because we were on a vacation last fall and it just came to me that my dad has given every single day, he gives 100% effort. As soon as a therapist comes into his room, he never says no. He never says he's tired. He never says why, why am I still trying? I'm never going to get better. He never says that at all. It's always Yes. You know, Tim, are you ready to work? Yes. Anytime I go in there, sometimes I'll go in the same day after he's already worked with the therapist. I'm like, dad, are you ready to work out? And it's always yes. And two big thumbs up. I just thought to myself, I thought if, if he can endure years of just the limitations that this stroke has caused and been able to persevere and keep his mental health above where many people that don't have the physical limitations where they struggle And just his attitude in life that he has not given up, he has not discouraged, he has not thrown in the towel when many people absolutely would have at this point. They would say, what is the point? And I thought, if I can run for a few hours, yeah, it's going to be painful. Yes, I could probably do other things, but the whole time I'm running, I'm thinking about my dad and I'm thinking about just the lessons he's taught me and the life that he gave my three brothers and I and this amazing childhood we had. And I think about how he never missed one 
game. Not until I was older, somebody else told me, he didn't even tell me that he'd work straight through his lunch. He'd get done as fast as he could so he could be there at my games. I just never, you know, I never forgot that. And I thought as much as we want to do as much as we can for him, the, the little thing I could do is put myself through some physical pain and use that time to pray and just be aware of how much he has sacrificed for me. And I can do this little, I mean, not little, but I can do this little run for him in honor of how hard he has worked and continues to work to this day and how just motivating and inspiring he is to me and everybody who, who sees him. That's just amazing. My, I'm getting choked up just <laughs> listening to you because I, gosh, if we could all be so blessed in our lives to just watch someone firsthand push through and see what true sacrifice and perseverance and struggle and heartache is. Not that I wish that for anyone or to see it, but look how much you've learned from that and how much he's, what a gift he's been able to give you guys just mm -hmm. to keep his strength up and his spirits up. So Sarah, would you, looking back on your childhood, does this just not surprise you one bit? Did you know your dad was this strong? I knew that my dad was he always sacrificed. Again, we, we did not go without, I have three brothers and myself, my mom stayed at home with us and he was a UPS driver. So, so now as an adult, I can look back and think, man, they had to make sacrifices so that she could be home with us. As he worked his way up, he told me right before I was born is when he was promoted to a driver. And that was a big deal. It was huge for my, my parents at that point to have that extra income and so my mom could be home with us. And I think she was able to quit her part-time nursing job that she would do at night so that she could be a full-time mom. And that obviously shaped who we are because she was there and she raised us and uh, he worked so hard. And I'll, I mean, I remember him coming home and I just remember him literally handing over the check when he used to actually get a physical check and he would hand it to her and he was so proud and they just balanced it all so good. And he knew his priorities. It was his family. It was us kids and my mom and he loves and adores her the way I saw him treat her and you know bring her breakfast in bed every Sunday and do the laundry and just all the things I saw I just knew that I had to marry a man like him because he was so amazing maybe has helped me to make sure that I'm keeping the first things first in my life and making sure that I'm taking care now of him well, that's ex taking care of my kids. That's you know? exactly what I was going to say, Sarah, yeah. is he has to be so proud of you because here he was modeling sacrifice, where to place the priorities. And now what an amazing role reversal, not that you would have ever wanted, but for him to see the fruits of what he taught you guys that, because you're surely making sacrifices for him now. Right. But again, it's like, it doesn't even seem like a sacrifice because it's just what you would do. I probably don't even know all the sacrifices he made for my brothers and I. And so it seems silly to think, well, absolutely. I can come and bring it this birthday this last week, go grab him a cheesecake and bring that up there to celebrate his birthday. It just seems small compared to what he did for us. Yeah. Um, it does take intentionality and planning and babysitting and, and everything, but it's just what you do. This bonus question with Sarah is from Together for Lunch. 
Why do we choose to take the extra time in the morning to even send the lunchbox note? Because we know how much it matters. We want our child to know we thought of them as they took their test, that we noticed their kindness at home yesterday, or only that we love them that much. Together for lunch is, you got it, lunchbox notes the together way. Well, you knew we just had to do that, right? The sweetest words sent by mom or dad and heard by your child even when you can't be with them. Your answers to help them create meaningful conversations at the lunch table with their friends and on the car ride home with you. It's so simple and on just a few sticker sheets, you can quickly grab them to stick right on your child's apple or their container or their bag of chips. Order yours at togethermoments.com and here's a sample. All right, Sarah, I know you asked this one with your Strong Kids Club this week, so this one's for you. Fill this in. When I smell blank, it makes me think of this memory. Yes, so I immediately thought of my grandma. We called her Me Mom. She always made homemade applesauce and it was Red Hots and sugar were the main ingredients. So when I smell that, I immediately go to the memories of cutting up apples and making homemade applesauce in her kitchen and it always makes me smile. Are you talking about the Red Hots candy? Yes. That is amazing. You'll have to share yeah. that recipe with us. It's so good. Do you have yeah. the recipe? I should, but I don't. Well, uh, I'll get it. <laughs> I'll crush up some Red Hots next time I make applesauce for you. There you go. people say God gives you the strength when you need it. And certainly you have a very strong faith. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you think, if anything's prepared you as a person to be able to just take on taking care of a sick parent, which none of us ever planned for. Right. Well, I think when I think back to starting out my journey of motherhood, it started rocky <laughs> and it didn't start easy. We struggled for years to get pregnant and that shockingly came with twins as our first set of babies. And so I think nothing can prepare you to become a mom, but nothing can prepare you to bring home twins. <laughs> and so just to kind of thinking back on that time of our life of going from zero to two babies and juggling. Not only were they twins, they were uh, in the NICU for a little bit and just balancing what it meant then to get your life overnight shifted completely upside down when we brought these babies home and they were now our world and we had to keep them alive and we had to do all these things to survive. And I think that just this initial shift of bam, here's two kids definitely prepared us in many ways for, you know, you don't want to call it an interruption, but this is a huge now situation in our life. When people would see, if you have twins, if you're a twin mom, you know that you get this question. It's how do you do it? How do you take care of twins? And it's my answer was always, well, I don't have a choice. <laughs> I don't get to choose which one eats that day. I got to feed them both. And so <laughs> I don't have a choice. <laughs> I have to do this. And so it's kind of the same thing with my dad. It's like, this is the cards I've been dealt. Here we are. This is what's happening. How are we going to make the best of it instead of going, oh my gosh, this is so hard. This is my life. How did this happen? How did we get here? It's like, you know what? I have my dad and he is here. He is not in where he was three years ago, but he my goodness, he's here. And one day I'm going to be able to hug him again after this COVID, but I can physically see my dad and talk to him. I think changing your perspective too, and your outlook on how you're looking at any hard thing that you're facing, instead of thinking, why, you know, instead of saying, why is God giving me twins? It was shifting that to just being excited about 
what I'm going to learn through this experience and how I'm able to hopefully then share that to other people that will follow in, in my footsteps and be able to help them in any way that I can. And that's exactly why I wanted our listeners to know you, Sarah, because you're so positive and you have such a beautiful outlook on life. And I really appreciate your comparison when I asked you that question to having twins. And I, when we go through things in our families that are unexpected and it does shift our life overnight, literally, we have right. to go back to the things that we know that we've already championed through. We've gotten through. We figured this out. We have to remind ourselves that, yeah, maybe I did something in a different way and it was for a different reason, but I got through something hard or this type of transition. You also said, well, you you don't really get to choose, so you better make the best of it. And I agree. My dad, that would be one of the sayings he always said to us growing up was you, I mean, those are the cards you're dealt. You better learn how to adjust to it, whatever your hand is dealt. I think our lives are too short to, like you said, sit and say, why me or whatever. And certainly we all go through seasons of life where it's going to be hard and we are going to sit there and that's okay and normal also. But I am thankful for you being such a good model for so many of how to go through a hard thing because I'm positive (laughs) that you didn't expect yourself to be at this point with your dad and having him be a grandfather like this to your kids because your dad's Mm -hmm. so young, right? How old is your dad? Right. Right. He was 57 when he had a stroke and he just turned 61. Share with us how it's impacted your perspective as a parent, just watching your own parent have to go through something so difficult that's been life-changing, changed his health, especially because this happened when you were still a very new mom. I mean, I think it's helped me to, like we said, to prioritize how I spend my time. And I'm so blessed that, again, I just think it was such a blessing when this happened. I was a stay-at-home mom. You know, I had three kids under two, which is a lot, but I was able to manage that and be there. So I, I mean, I'll never forget the moments of being in the ICU when we knew it was a stroke. I was there when the doctors came in to tell us things. I was there as he was rehabbing it. You know, my, my children, I think too, of that perspective, they've grown up not knowing any difference in seeing someone in a wheelchair. They don't see him as someone with a disability. They just know that that's poppy. We've been able to bless other people around us by you bring three little kids into a nursing home and everyone lights up. Just bring some life into the place and having obviously the fitness business, I feel like it shifted my perspective into preaching that we exercise and we move because we're able. We don't go run because we're punished for something that we ate. And I would have thought that way in my twenties or maybe even five years ago, my, my perspective was completely different. And what I teach is probably different too. Of It's a blessing to be able to do this workout. And when we can shift our mind to, to that, then it changes, it changes everything. I'm going through this and it's hard and I've learned a lot of things and um, I've grown immensely in my faith during this time. That's probably the biggest blessing. And I feel like I'm going to be able to help other people because we're all going to go through this at some point. I'm just going through it now for whatever reason God chose this 
uh, as our story. And I hope that if nothing else, I'm able to be there for a friend or understand when somebody's going through something hard because we've been through it and we've been in the, in the crisis and, and, and we've gotten through it. Well, you are, you have been there for so many people. You've been there for me. I love something I read in my devotional a while ago that has always just stayed with me is when you're evaluating who you align yourself with, who you make friends with, who you follow on social media, look for the evident fruit. And I think that you so show so much evident fruit. It's so obvious, Sarah, that you have been just given so many gifts of just different perspectives in life from the situations you've gone through. And I thank you for definitely giving it to our workout group and giving it to your business because it's very, very apparent. And you definitely coach your clients way different than the typical (laughs) fitness instructor might. And that's not in a bad way or anything. Uh, It's just, it's so personal and so real life. You always have just so many good words of wisdom. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. I do see that that's such a gift. None of us want to see our parents struggle through anything. And I'm grateful that you would share with us what you've gained from it, how it's definitely a struggle as we grow older in adulthood ourselves to watch our parents go through anything. Right. I mean, nothing could have prepared me. And I still feel like three years has gone by. And in some ways it feels like an eternity, you know, and then some days it feels like it just happened. In the crisis, I know one of the biggest lessons I had to learn was putting up boundaries around the situation. Because most people, when they're going through this type of situation with their aging parents, their kids have gone. They, they, if they had children, they have left (laughs) the nest and they then have that time to be there at the nursing home every day, or they're not raising three small children and balancing that and having, you know, a marriage that's still relatively new. I mean, we've been married almost eight years, but four or five years into my marriage to have something like that come in to set up boundaries around what was acceptable to put my marriage first, our kids second, And I had to know when to spend what time where. And that was a struggle because at the beginning, I was there all the time. I would pick up the girls from preschool and we'd go right back to the rehab center and I would be there and then we would have dinner and I would go back at night because I just didn't want him to be alone. And I I just kept thinking he wouldn't let me stay here by myself. He would be here. I had to go back and think to the day of our wedding. I'll never forget it. My dad looked at Barry and I, my husband and said, If you always take care of each other, this marriage will be no problem. You always look for their best interest first before your own and know that it's never going to be 50-50. Some days you may give 10% and he's going to give 90 and some seasons may look like that. You just have to know that you have to keep pushing forward and you always have to take care of that other person. And so I thought of that after months of probably not balancing this well at all with just it consuming me and knowing that my dad would not want that. He would not want me there putting a strain on my marriage or not being there for my children and doing all these things, not taking care of myself. We were able to get away, literally get away and go to Florida. I don't know, maybe six months after his stroke. And it was the last thing I wanted to do, but the the most 
it's what I needed the most in that time was to just get away from it and reflect and have some time with my husband to talk and really understand what we needed to do to make sure that we were good as a couple first and our children were great and my dad was taken care of to the best of our abilities. And that is, I think, a struggle that anyone would have to go through, but hopefully getting those boundaries in place sooner than later so that you don't let something that is a priority crumble while you're trying to have too many things that are at the top of your list. Thank you for sharing all that and just being so honest with us today and your struggles and how you've overcome it. It's definitely valuable advice for other people to hear from you. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. The last question I ask every guest Sarah, what's one thing helping your family to stick together right now? Well, I'd have to go back and share my priority planner. I think it is the only way I'm getting through every day. We don't even know what day it is in this crazy time that we're living in. And so being intentional with that planner has helped me to focus on, like we talked about my marathon training. When am I going to train? When am I going to run? When am I working on my business? When am I going to see my dad? We're now able to schedule visits so I can get that on my calendar. I can get a sitter lined up. Just prepares me for making sure the things that are at the top of my list are actually making it on my calendar. And so that is definitely keeping us together right now. I think that is a great answer. We all need more organization in our life and I'm going to have to check out this planner when we're finished. It's good. It's good. (laughs) All right, Sarah, tell everyone where they can find you, connect with you, and of course, find your wonderful workout business. Yes, yeah, so uh, Stronger with Sarah LLC on Facebook and Instagram. And my website is Stronger with Sarah with an H LLC.com. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Yay. Thanks for joining us this week for a topic that is hard to talk about, hard to think about. Maybe some of us have gone through it or we will. And I think that listening to someone like Sarah and just hearing from her experience and hearing the positive and the inspiration and what she has just done to make her perspective really just something that she can transfer to her family to use for good is such a good thing that we need to take time to grow from. It should come as no surprise that she is an incredible fitness and health coach in helping people reach their goals and keep Keep that positive outlook. I love that she said, if your why doesn't make you cry, it's not big enough. I think maybe that's something we need to dig deep this week and just look at in different areas of our lives to keep us positive and moving forward. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.